Attention. It's real talk about everything for the home. Let's get ready. For homeowners, it's a conversation that includes news, tips, do-it-yourself advice, and a behind-the-scenes look into the trade. I think this is great. Yes. Yes, it is. From LCS Heating and Cooling, this is Talkin' Trades. Real talk with Renee Lucas. Hi, and welcome to Talkin' Trades. I'm your host, Renee Lucas, from LCS Heating and Cooling, here for real talk about the trades and your home. I'm here today with a financial advisor here in Indianapolis from Strategic Financial Planning, Jay Barkley. Hey, Jay. Hey, Renee. Thanks for having me. Oh, welcome. It's so good for you to be here. So on today's episode, we're going to give you three things to consider when spending money on your home. All right, Jay. So before we really dive in, tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks, Renee. Um, yeah, I'm a, a financial planner, but uh, actually I started my working career. I grew up in a heating and air conditioning family. Uh, oh. My mom and dad had a company. Uh, uh, we were located up in Castleton, Barkley Holland. Yep. So here and in Indianapolis. Here yeah. Here in Indianapolis. And so uh, uh, right out of college, I was working there and, and uh, was, was in the business for 18 years. Uh, eventually bought the business and sold it in 97. Um, so I always thought that I always thought of myself as a heating and air conditioning person. Yep. Uh, but then when I made the change in 1999, I started as a financial planner, um, and actually I've been doing this for 20 almost 22 years now. Okay, so Jay, that's a big career change to go from HVAC business owner being in the field yep. to financial planning. What kind of what led you on that new journey? Really, it was just kind of a. a self-searching really what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. what I really liked uh, from heating and air conditioning. I love the uh, the engineering, the problem solving, uh, and also uh, working with people. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a people business, your employees, your your customers. Yep. Uh, and so I wanted to keep doing that. Uh, and, uh, and the numbers just kind of led me to financial planning. And uh, it's, it was a great choice. Well, I tell you what. So, Jay, you and I go way back several years. Uh, we met in a networking right. group, actually. And right. I tell you, Jay, um, I, I feel like I connected with him right away because of your history in the HVAC business. And I feel like, you know, we were we were newer in our business starting it. And I feel like, man, he gets me. Like, he gets it. And you understand, you know, where we are and, and what we're doing and, and how we're serving our customers and things like that. And I felt like I connected with you right away. Yep, yep. And then with that transition into um, financial planning, which I knew you as a financial planner always yep. but for me like I like numbers I'm, I'm a big budget person and a planner and so that's another way that we felt I felt like we just connected so I was so excited to have you on today to talk a little bit about finances in the home and how they're all intertwined and work together glad to do it yeah Let's so so one of the big things I wanted to have you on today to talk about was decisions that people make with their home and how that actually affects their finances so something that you've mentioned before is looking at really whether your home is an investment or whether it's a lifestyle. Talk to me a little bit about that. What do you mean by that when you're talking to one of your clients? Sure. Um, I think the word investment is often a little bit overused to justify your purchase. Mm. Um, uh, so when I think of investments, and of course I'm a financial advisor, so I think of investment as something you buy so it will appreciate in value and you will eventually sell it for that financial purpose. Uh, your home, while it's one okay. of your biggest financial assets, you're not necessarily buying that as so it'll appreciate. You hope it will. Sure. But you're really, it's really lifestyle. It's the place you want to mm-hmm. live. It's mm-hmm. where you call home. Uh, it's the things that you want to enjoy because you're using it. And you always want to live somewhere. And owning your own home is a very efficient way to manage that financial part of your life. 
Okay, that makes sense. So that makes me think of two things. So number one is when when we've talked to people who are selling their homes and often we go in on an inspection response and we're looking at something and we'll see some things that they've done to their home so maybe they you know did something like they repainted or they they repaired a wall that had damage or or they replaced a light fixture they'll do these things in preparation of selling their home and they'll say man i wish we would have done this years ago because i really like the way this looks or i really you know i really wish we could have used this that's really a lifestyle thing not an investment is that right you think well, they're wishing it was a lifestyle because they're wishing they'd done it before so they could have enjoyed <laughs> yes, it. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, and, th- and that's a big regret. I, I, I often see is why didn't we do this earlier? Yeah. Or once you get your house fixed up to sell, you say, we kind of like this. Now we want to stay. <laughs> now we want to stay. Yeah. Uh, so, But it's really kind of understanding that when you spend money on your home, uh, why are you doing it? And sometimes you can do it mm. to justify that oh, this is going to appreciate the property value and we'll get it when we sell at the end. Um, but if you talk to a realtor, they, they talk in percentages. Right. You know, you redo right. your kitchen, you're going to get a high percentage. You put in an uh, in-ground pool, you're going to get a very low percentage of your money back. So um, it's not dollar for dollar? No. Okay. And no. I think that's probably a misconception that people have is, oh, I can... I can spend $40,000 on this project or invest in my home, this $40,000 project, yeah. thinking that they're going to get $40,000 more on the sale, but that's really not how it works. Yeah, so oftentimes, especially if you're talking about in the, selling your home, you want to work with a good realtor right. so they can guide you on, because then you're really talking about an investment. You're mm-hmm. talking about spending money to sell that home asset. Um, and if you're trying to do it a few years ahead so you can enjoy it, right. that's great. And then you can kind of factor the money you spend as part of it is an investment because you're going to get back. And part of it is your lifestyle. You're going to enjoy it. You want to enjoy it. Absolutely. So we talk to customers a lot. If they're on the fence about, you know, HVAC obviously is what I always come back around to. But if they're on the fence about, um, do I want this 20-seer system or do I want a 14-seer system? Or do I want to spend $6,000 on this install or are we looking at $11,000? You know, one of the questions that we always ask is, how long are you planning on being in, in your home? And so is that something, as you're talking with clients and it may be, you know, different purchases that they have in mind, is that a factor for that you would consider as well is how long are you going to be in your home? Or, you know, are, are we looking to sell this soon? Are we looking to stay in here for another 20 years? Like, is that a factor that you consider as well? Yeah, very much so. Um, and here I'm going back to my HVAC days when yeah. I would be advising <laughs> people when they were making that decision. And we'd ask how long you're going to live in the home. Mm-hmm. Because when we talk to realtors, when people are buying a home, I don't think they care whether it's a 90% or 80% or a 15 sear, but they do care about the age. Yeah. So if it's, you know, three years old, gold star, good check. Right. If it's 15 years old, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so usually it's the age of the system that's there. But when you're buying it, you've got to decide, well, what efficiency do I want? Um, do I want? You mean to, that I can gain from right now? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's where if say you don't have any plans to move and you're going to be in the house perpetual what efficiency should you buy well the, the way i'd always think about that is okay what's the lifestyle of the equipment mm-hmm. uh and there's a range so for an air conditioner what do you usually tell people the lifestyle of an air conditioner is so like 
longevity? Yeah, like 10 to 20 years. Yeah, usually we say 12 to 15. 12 to 15. 12 to 15 years is what you can expect. It may be a little bit longer, which is great, but 12 to 15 is what we say. Okay, so then when we look at that, we'd like to have uh, the additional money that we pay for that higher efficiency unit Mm -hmm. paid back maybe uh, in three quarters or half of the lifespan. So if it's going to be a a 15-year lifespan, you'd want to be able to have the payback of that extra money you pay for the high-efficiency unit paid back in seven years. Okay. So, and that leads us to our second point is that efficiency payback. And so thinking about now, and this not only goes for HVAC, but when you're thinking about other large purchases for your home, you might be thinking about windows or you might be thinking about, you know, a a roof upgrade or, or something like that. But there's other there's other projects in your home that contribute to the efficiency, attic insulation, you know, different things like that. And so what is that gain? So that is a tricky question for HVAC companies sometimes because people will ask us, how much money will I save each month on my electric bill if I move from what I have now to this particular system? There's so many factors that, you know, it, it depends on everything from the weather outside. If we're comparing a January to a January, well, last January it was 50 degrees at this time. Yeah. <laughs> and this January it's 30 degrees. And so yeah. there's going to be a difference in usage. And did electric rates go up at all? You know, there's a lot of factors that play in there. Was Is the home leaky? And, you know, maybe it was leaky last year and it's not because you've addressed that. Or, you know, there wasn't enough insulation or whatever. And so there's a lot that goes into that efficiency. How would you guide somebody to to really kind of determine whether this makes sense as far as efficiency payback goes? Yeah, and and that is challenging because sometimes if you go by what is advertised, uh, the, the the savings you're going to get, mm-hmm. uh, the utility company should be paying you because oh, right. you add it all up and <laughs> I, I'm saving 400%. Yep. How, how does that work? Yeah, don't we wish, right? <laughs> so um, a, again, you might have to parse it out as far as, you know, like if you have to replace your windows, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have an efficiency increase and, and reduce your utility bills because of doing that. But also for the value of the home, eventually you're going to sell it. You, yep. you can't have old single pane windows and expect to sell a house in the market and people give you fair value, they're going to nick you. Absolutely. So, so you got to have to uh, replace it for somebody just to keep up or yeah. just have proper insulation in the house. So some of that is regarded to that. Other part of it, you just have to kind of look at um, going by really what your contractor's telling you as far as what they think the savings is mm-hmm. going to be. And then um, uh, you have to really kind of look at that straightforward and say, yeah, right. is that the kind of investment I want? Because uh, you're tying up your money for a period of time. What is the payback? So do you trust, it, when you find calculators online, do you trust those generally? So, you know, there's calculators out there. It's kind of like you were talking about the utility companies where you can put in this, that, and the other information. And they'll say, oh, you should save this much money. Or I think the one that most people are familiar with is, I want to refinance my home. Well, here's a mortgage calculator that I just found online and it shows me, you know, at this rate, here's what my payment should be. But I feel like when you actually get your mortgage, it's always more than what that calculator said. And so, you know, should people trust those? Should they use those as a guide? Should they stay away from them altogether? What's your opinion on that? I would probably, the, 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 you know, it's, garbage in garbage out yeah. you got to know what what information you're putting in so the primary thing is to know what your own experience is in your own home if you've had the advantage of living in your home for a few years right so i recommend that you look at what what how much you are you spending now 
for your utility costs. Okay. Uh, for example, my house is all electric. Mm-hmm. So I Ouch. Keep, in, the, in the cold winter time sometimes. Maybe, yes. maybe not. Uh, <laughs> but, but I keep track of, of my, my electric costs every month. Yep. And I do the simple calculation is, is I look at my lowest month of the year. Oftentimes it's like May or maybe October. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the lowest because then I'm not using electricity for air conditioning or heating. So right. I kind of know what my base usage so every other month, I subtract that base usage, and if it's in a winter month, I know I'm using that extra month for heating. If it's in the summer month, I'm using that extra amount for air conditioning. And so I know really for my own home how much it's costing me to heat and cool. And it might be less than people think. But So there's my base number. Right. And then when they say I'm going to save so much percentage, I know what that number is. If I'm going to save 20% because having new windows. Right. I know what that number really is. I'm 20% off of my heating costs, which might be $600 a year. And that makes a lot more sense and seems like it would be so much more accurate for your home, your situation, than just a generic calculator online. Exactly. Okay. That sounds good. So tell me this. How, do, how would you recommend people plan for and pay for some of those big improvements? So whether we're talking about a new HVAC system, I mean, depending on what are you seeing most often? I mean, in my mind, I'm like, we could be talking about a $10,000 new HVAC system, or we could be talking about a $60,000 kitchen remodel or a $100,000 basement remodel, you know? So when you're really talking to people, what is your recommendation on the planning stage for that? Like how long should they give themselves to plan? I'm asking you so many questions all at once. (laughs) But, um, you know, walk me through what you're recommending people to do as far as planning for that. Sure. Well, as a financial planner, I'm looking always long range. You know, I talk to people, everything from their saving for their emergency fund to saving for their children's college education, Mm -hmm. saving for their retirement, uh, and also what are their important goals in life. Uh, So we look at a long range. Um, If we're going to focus on the home, which are some of the biggest expenses you've got, you got to think that, yes, things happen. Um, Your roof, uh, roof lasts 15 to 20 years for an asphalt shingle roof. So if you've got a 14-year-old roof, you kind of know that you're going to have to be replacing that roof in a certain period of time. So maybe you need to be saving some money for that because as a financial planner, I prefer people to have cash and pay for those things with cash ahead. No credit cards, financing, all that stuff. It's better if you can avoid that. So how many people would you say truly have those things on their radar? Because it seems like we run into a lot of homeowners that are they have like a shock of like, oh my gosh, this needs replaced. And for us, I mean, we work in this every day. And we're like, well, yeah, it's 20 years old, but it's, it's a true shock to them. And so, yeah. yep. you know, do you have any recommendations for some of those things? Like how can people not be shocked or how, how can you put it on your radar that as a homeowner, you know, here's the, the life expectancy of some of these things. Are those things that you talk through with some of your clients? Yeah, especially when, when we're, we're talking about what their goals are and mm-hmm. it's, they want to replace a car, they want to go on a big vacation, or they know they've got the that kitchen remodel, yes. the kitchen yes. model that they want to do. So, so if we're focusing on getting out of debt, if that's an issue that they've got, or we're trying to build up other issues so they pay for the next car with cash, uh-huh. which is a goal that I've got with most of my clients, um, then that new kitchen replacement has got to be a goal too. Right. And so they, that, that helps with them scheduling when they can do it um, and how they're going to save it. Because you're going to pay for it one way or the other. 
Oh yeah. You can you can save for it, and then the money you have is building some interest in the bank, or you can wait and or, or you can get it now and finance it, and then you're paying the cost of the kitchen plus the financing costs is on top of that. So then you're paying on top of that. Right. Uh, which really works against you. Right. And I know you know when it comes to financing, so. There's a lot of 0% for however many months financing offers that are out there. So, you know, you can go to, I mean, we offer 0% financing on new systems. You can go to, yep. I think the most common one that we see is like at a furniture store is it's 0% financing or $1,000 off or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. And so, you know, that, that to me is always a no brainer. If you have the money, take the $1,000 and don't finance, you know, and that sort of thing. But what if we get people that'll ask us, like they'll say, I have the, I have the money here, but if you're offering 0% financing, I'm just going to finance it. Do you recommend that? Generally not. Um, I'm, I'm a big proponent of Dave Ramsey. Uh, um, and I've course, read, oh, Entre Leadership is one of my favorite books of his. Yep, yep. <laughs> So, so, and, and his philosophy, which, which also is my philosophy on this is, is you don't want to build the habit of financing. Okay. And even if the, if the 0% interest rate and you've got the money, uh, you want to resist that habit of, I'll just finance it. Cause the true value, the true reality is, is okay. If you, if you finance a $3,000 purchase, are you going to take $3,000 and invest that and, and earn interest on it? And so you're saying I'm really getting a deal here. Uh, I think I know not. the answer to that is no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, so it's better off if you always work. If we, if we, if I look at most my most successful clients and the most financially successful people, mm -hmm. they don't have debt, and it's not just because they've got oodles of money and they just pay for it. Right. It's because that's been their philosophy. That that's in their heart is they want to avoid debt and pay off. Even if you work the calculator, they could, you know, invest the money at a higher rate than what the interest rate is. Mm -hmm. No, uh, you've got a much stronger financial foundation if you don't have debt. Okay. And when you're, t when you're talking about debt, Jay, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of debt is like credit card debt. But I mean, really debt is a vehicle on your loan and your mortgage. And I mean, all of that is, is what you're talking about when you say debt, right? Yes. Okay. So when you add all of that up together and then you're just adding another loan and another loan, it's just another payment. Even if it's 0%, it's another payment. And so I would imagine that if you had, you know, a few of those, that really adds up. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at a, your efficient cash flow, you really don't want your Payments on debt obligation, not not including a mortgage, mm -hmm. but your your other consumer retail debt. Yep, to, including cars. Yes, including okay. cars to be like more than twenty five percent of your income. Oh, that's a really good um, okay. Uh, not including the mortgage. Uh, right. So, if you've used those on things, and then a true emergency comes up, by a true emergency, I mean if you know, if if you suddenly the. You, you have to replace the roof and you weren't planning on it. Mm -hmm. And then you've got a multi-thousand dollar expense that you do have to finance. Um, then you can, that's how people really get in a hole where their okay. debt builds up, builds right. up, and then, then they can't afford to pay the payments. Right. Right. Well, and I think of lifestyle, like um, quality of life is, it's personally very important to me. And so I think about, you know, what's going to improve my quality of life and you know, I'm a big planner, I'm a big budgeter myself. And one of the reasons that that's so important to me is because I think of quality of life. And so let's take a, a new HVAC system, for example. You know, if I have to make that decision that I just need it, I, I have no heat and I need it today, 
maybe I have the money, maybe I don't have the money, but I may or may not be able to get what I want to improve the quality of my life because I haven't planned for it as well. So, you know, I may not be able to get that Wi-Fi thermostat that makes it easy to use on my phone, or I may not be able to get that variable speed that makes it a little more comfortable or a little quieter. I may be kind of stuck, I guess, with something that is maybe, you know, not exactly what I wanted. And that really goes for other improvements as well. If you're stuck getting it, being unprepared, than if you've planned for it. Would you yeah. agree? Yep. Yeah. Uh, often hear people say, you know, they, they, they work hard, they've, they've, they're really struggling, and, and they, they kind of deserve a nice system. Yeah. And, and I would agree, yeah, you deserve it. But that's not the question. The question is, can you afford it? Right. And that's a, I mean, that's a hard question to face sometimes. Can I really afford this? Yeah, yeah. And so that's why when I'm working with my clients is, is that's our goal to be financially strong mm-hmm. and, and, and have a good foundation so you can also afford the things you deserve. Right. And, you know, you think about all those fun things. Um, you know, HVAC is, is definitely a big cost in a home to to maintain and to replace and everything like that and it's also not a fun one (laughs) nobody wants to spend their money on the heating and cooling right you you don't take your house guest down to the basement to look at the well travis does travis does does, and i guarantee if he goes into your home he's going to be checking out your ductwork so but you know what we want to spend our money on is that new pool or a new hot tub or the new kitchen remodel because it's what we see and it's what we experience every day and so, you know, thinking about really planning and working with somebody like yourself to really plan for that and improve that, like be intentional on improving your quality of life of that way. And your home, I mean, look at how much time we spend in our homes. Yes. And so it's just, it's so important. Like I, you know, Jay, I love to travel. Yep. Um, but, you know, our home is very important too. I want to be comfortable in the evenings. You know, I want to I want to like what I'm looking at. I want to like my neighborhood, like all of those different things. Yeah. And so that that takes some planning. Yeah. So a question that I have for you. So this is a little off the subject, but um, people, I think, are often confused on like how like when's the right time to come to see like a financial planner? Like, do they do they have to be, you know, set in life? I guess what you know what you think or do they have to have a lot of money or, you know, what's the perfect time for somebody to come see you? Well, Usually, I always say it's it's today, yeah. not tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's never too late to start. <laughs> right, the tomorrow that never comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the reality is, is there's usually some catalyst that makes people think they they, they need to talk to somebody. Oftentimes, it's they've changed jobs and they've got their old 401k at the previous employer, and they're trying to figure out well, what what should I do with this. Oh, gotcha. Uh, they've got younger kids, and they know they want to start saving for college, so they they have questions about 529 savings accounts or if that's the best way. Right. Or uh, probably the, the most common one is just people are coming close to retirement age. They're talking about retirement. Mm-hmm. They've always contributed to their 401k. They've kind of done things on their own, but now they're at the point where they're asking the question, you know, do I have enough to retire? And how does it all work? And can I live the life that I want to once yeah. I am retired? I think that's a big one too, is yeah. can I can I really have the lifestyle that I want? Right. Yeah. Right. And I think one of the, the biggest values I offer as a financial planner, especially with, with married couples, Mm -hmm. is helping the two of them through the process, Uh, Mm -hmm. giving them a platform where they can talk about things that they probably never took time to talk about. Oh, you mean it's not like common dinner conversation? (laughs) (laughs) Not generally, right? Well, the most common things is people say, you know, we've we've never thought about that question. Mm, We've never talked about that. And it's common stuff, common sense stuff. Like, when do you want to retire? 
How old? How often do you find that people are on the same page with that? Like if there's a question, they're like, oh, we've never thought about that. And if both, if both were to answer that question, are they generally on the same page? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think most, awesome. most couples really are, yeah. even though they never talked about it, they've never articulated it. Uh, but, but once they kind of express it out loud yeah. and, and are asked to kind of make decisions, they, they, they really agree. That's really cool. Well, you know, get your goals on paper and and start planning and know what you want and just think about it. And I think, Jay, you made a point earlier where people say, like, you know, I deserve this. And 100%, like, we're a bunch of hard workers, you know, and and we do deserve a good quality of life, whatever that means for people. But, you know, some of the things, the stressors that can cause that, like those big home home purchases or, or the surprise purchases for your home, that's a really a stressor that doesn't have to be there if the right planning is done. Definitely, definitely. Okay. And, it's, and it's the things that don't go discussed that are the most stressful. Right. And money is right. one of the big stressors. Oh, money's at the top for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so if you get ahead of it, the, the, like they say, the best defense is a good offense. Yeah. So plan. Yeah. Well, Jay, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thanks so much for joining me. Enjoyed it. From LCS Heating and Cooling, I'm Renee Lucas. Thanks for joining me today on Talk and Trades. Please subscribe for my weekly tips, advice, and real talk about your home experience. You can also find us at lcsheatingandcooling.com or on Facebook. Have an awesome day. From LCS Heating and Cooling in Indianapolis, Indiana, this is Talkin' Trades. Real talk with Renee Lucas. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast now and discover even more great podcasts at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.